You're listening to the Arrowhead Live Podcast Network. Thank you, Kansas City. We did it, baby. What up, Chiefs fans? Welcome into another edition of the Kingdom Rewind Podcast. I am your host, Sean Dixon. Alongside me, as always, is my best good buddy, Chad Goforth. What's up, Chad? What's going on, Sean? How are you feeling with the COVID's taking over your body? Just eating you up from the inside out? How are you doing? <laughs> I, I, I did get uh, struck with the COVID bug this week. Uh, I'm feeling pretty good. A uh, little, little tired, you know, headache, you know, nothing nothing major. My, my, my wife's got it. Uh, she's gotten a little rough, more rough than I have, and the, the kids all went through it. So no. we're hanging in there. Going stir crazy, staying at home. <laughs> yeah, I, I hear. On a serious note, hopefully you guys get feeling better. You know, COVID's nothing to be joking around about. Wear your mask if you're if you need to, or whatever. I I mean, I'll try I'll, I'll try my best, but no, I'm not wearing a mask. But anyways, no, yeah. Hopefully you guys get feeling better. I I really I really do mean that. Me too. It's uh it's a struggle. Yeah, I have a little dilemma. I, I'm stuck at a hard place right now, Sean. So I have a, a thing where I can literally, you know, like I have a hard decision to make. I either go for the surgery I'm about to have, but if it doesn't work out, it's going to be really bad. <laughs> I mean, but if it works out, it's going to be epic. So, um, you know, it's like, what? go ahead. What surgery? I don't know of a surgery. Like this is news to me. What is this? Oh, I'm sorry. I, I'm I'm really thinking about getting a perm, and I don't know. Like the perm juice might <laughs> fry my mullet. <laughs> it might fry my mullet. <laughs> and so I'll be I'll be. I don't know. Wait, go ahead. That's not a surgery. No, it, it's it, a, it is a hairdo. No, it, it is a surgery to me when my hair is precious, and you know I have my mullet insured. <laughs> So I, I'm debating, like, my, I talked to my barber, and he said that the perm juice might fry my hair off, and I might be bald. So I'm, like, 50-50 at this point. I think if you had a red curly mullet, you would look like Reba McIntyre. She could, you know what? It's really funny that you say that because some person <laughs> told me once, said uh, they said, hey, you know, if Reba hooked up with Kid Rock, that would be your parents. They would have you, Chad. <laughs> I'm a product of Reba and Kid Rock. That's that's good music, Jeans, but God, that's, I don't know. That's, that to me would be an ugly baby. <laughs> I look at myself, I'm handsome. No <laughs> a lot taken. <laughs> but... <laughs> Well, good. Yeah, I, uh, well, um, you know, Kid Rock could be your dad. Uh, <laughs> he, he could be my dad. <laughs> yeah. um, so, uh, you know, this is this is this podcast. Me and Chad like to take you back down memory lane and go through, you know, some Chiefs history. That's kind of what we're about. But uh, one of the things that we like to start with, and I know Chad has them ready. Oh, I do is, have them uh, ready. Some random facts. Here we go. Why don't you go ahead and give us some random facts? 
Chad. No, that was my wife. I, I kept trying to, you know, read my notes and everything else. And she said, it's not that hard. I can do it better. And I said, prove it. And she did. And she's hired now. So uh, <laughs> you, you just, you just lost some airtime, bud. <laughs> <laughs> I did want to point out uh, that uh, you had the Hey Joe thing and that Hey Joe is actually my favorite Jimi Hendrix song. I, I love Jimi Hendrix. I've always been a huge Jimi Hendrix fan and and hey, hey, Joe was actually written by a homeless man that they had to track down to get him his royalties. They couldn't find him. So oh, fun. I have I have fun facts too, Chad. <laughs> I, I was gonna say that's actually really cool. I did not know that, and I did put that in there because I know you, Jimi Hendrix is your favorite, you know, you know, person or whatever musician. But this is a football show, Sean, and so I want to hear some football I, facts. I, <laughs> I do have I do have some uh, random facts, or they're not random, but they're NFL facts uh, from this day in history. Uh, in 1972, the Miami Dolphins, we just talked about this last week, uh, became the first team to uh, go undefeated in the regular season. They only played a 14-game season, but they were the first team to do it. Um, in 1973, O.J. Simpson broke Jim Brown's single-season rushing record in the NFL, uh, Brown had rushed for 1,863 yards. O.J. Simpson became the first player to rush for more than 2,000 yards by getting 2,003. And in 1990, Warren Moon threw for the second most passing yards in a single game with 527 against our Kansas City Chiefs. So boo. That's this day in NFL history. Yeah, boo. Warren Moon, man, he was a good quarterback. Yeah, he was. O.J. could have been my dad. <laughs> <laughs> 
think out of this bit, that's the one that probably couldn't. No, 100%. Sorry, I was trying to say it quiet enough to you to hear me, but whatever. <laughs> Shout out to Warren Moon. Um, so with this, you know, with, with the show, we're, we're uh, you know, we're going to break into the, the game. We had a game Sunday. Uh, I feel like I feel like this is the, the this is an ongoing deal with us. We we get into the game. It's the it's the same story, different days. We're we're happy the Chiefs won, but what the hell? <laughs> like, like, can't we just beat a team handedly for once? You know, I, I look at this. You know, when I you know, unfortunately, I had to go back and watch highlights of this game because I I had to work because my boss made me work on a Sunday. And I was like, <laughs> exactly. So, but I listened to the game, and which was great that um, I had Mitch Holtz calling the game because that's the only way to listen to a game. If you're going to listen to a Chiefs game, you have to find him and do it. But I'm sitting there listening to it, and I'm like, what's going on? And then I told my buddy Bill, I was like, hey, Bill, um, I'm so tired of being like, hey, we should blow this team out and being like angry about this win. I mean, we won 33 to 27. But so I try to come up with some good things about this game where, you know, like I what I realize about the Chiefs and one of those things. And I probably the one that I want to talk about the most is we don't need four quarters to beat anyone. I mean, we we didn't do anything in the first quarter. We started coming alive the second. You know, I mean, we outscored them, you know, 14 to three in the second quarter. And then I was like, OK, this is great. Um, and then the third quarter. We dominated 16-0, and then the fourth quarter, we decided not to play anymore. So, I mean, we only need two quarters to beat any team. That's what I got out of this game. I mean, yeah, we'd, it, it'd be nice to use all four <laughs> quarters so I, could, so I could enjoy myself a little more and not have to be like, oh, my God, we're going to blow this. You know, the third quarter, it was it was all Kansas City. You know, the, the, the two, the, the Tyreek Hill – you know, 44 yard bomb, the McCall Hardman return, you know, and that's kind of the thing when you see that happen, when you see things like, like uh, a big defensive play for a touchdown or, or kick return for a touchdown, that's when in my mind, I'm like, okay, this is where we blow them out. Um, you know, it's kind of like that Denver game where we had, we had that back to back. We had the Sorensen pick and then, and then the Byron Pringle kick return. That was back to back and it led to the blowout. So, we get we get the McCall Hardman return after the 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 Tyreek bomb, and then right after that, it, or not right after that, but like but like the next scoring play was a safety for us. Chris Jones finally finally gets something going. You know, Chris Jones gets it. I was gonna say he had four solo tackles throughout the whole game, and one of them being a safety. And I'm like, heck yeah, that was great. Like if I I just know Chris Jones is listening. We're proud of you. You finally took our advice and started saying, you know, we're telling you to step up each week, and you finally did it. So, I mean, there, it was – You're welcome, Chris. Yeah. Yeah, you're very, very welcome. But, I mean, like, I agree with you. It's like the Hardman play – and I, I have to play this because this is from Mitch Holtman's Twitter account, and he posted his own voice. And it, it's just such a great – like, like when I listened to this, like, I didn't get to watch it. So, like, I'm sitting there working, and I'm listening to it on the radio, and I'm jumping down and – and, you know, resin's flying everywhere because I work in composites. And I'm like, oh, crap, I have to clean this up. But here's a play. You know, it's just too good not to play. Hang on. Puts it away. Left-footed putter taken by Hart. I'm going to start that over because it started in the middle of it. Five, four, three, like two, it. one, go. Matt Hawk, the Des Moines native. 
tucks it away. Left-footed punter taken by Hartman. First time he's going to return today. And he's got an edge at the 40, 45. Hartman in midfield, 45, 40. Two blocks, 30, 25, jet fuel, 15, 10, 5. Get your boarding pass. The jet is taken into the end zone. Touchdown, Kansas City. Punt return for a touchdown. The first in the career of McCall Hartman to go with this kickoff returns for touchdowns. You know, stop. My phone started talking back to me. <laughs> but right there, like when, when Mitch Holtz was just calling it out, saying, you know, the Jets are on. Get your boarding pass. I'm throwing stuff. I'm yelling, go, 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 go. Great. <laughs> it, it pumps me up. And here's the reason why it pumps me up. Because who used to turn return punts and kickoffs for us? Tyree Kill. And look where he's at right now. And so, like, hopefully Hardman can follow Tyreek Hill's, you know, footsteps because, you know, I, I was pumped up. I hope next time they play, you know, Kansas City, when he's back there, thing, we hear, Hardman, Hardman, Hardman. You know, just like they used to do with Hill. So, I was pumped. That play got me just, I'll kick a child. I don't care. <laughs> no, yeah, just kidding. I, uh, I was- I was excited too. I think, uh, I think uh, you want to see Hardman take that next step. Uh, um, I'm obviously right now doing it in the return game is huge. I'd like to see him do it as a receiver. Um, You know, you see a lot of buzz around DK Metcalf of Seattle. We actually took Hardman over DK Metcalf. So I really think there is a lot of pressure for DK or for, for Hardman to succeed because we're seeing what we could have had with DK Metcalf. But the fact that he could also do it in the special teams game is is huge. Um, but that's where that's where it should have been. It should have been that we should have had once we had the return, once we had the safety. You know, that's three. That's what is that? That's sixteen straight points. We should have just finished it there. But the fourth quarter came and we started letting them get back in it. I, I know it's a win. I know what it meant for us in the season, but. It's a lowly Miami team that was missing a lot of starters. It shouldn't have, you know, it should have came down to six points. It should have been put away early and done, and we should have been playing uh, Chad Henney in the fourth quarter because this thing was a blowout. Yeah, no, I I agree with you because, like, I just don't get it. Like, each week I ask myself, okay, did the defense pick up on what we were doing and the offense picked up on our defense, or do we just let off the gas? And but during this game, like I want to move on from the negative because I'm trying to find positive. I'm bringing up. I know you're getting. I know you're getting dragged down by the COVID negative, but I'm going to bring up my Chad positive. But I'm going to spray it all over you. So I mean, you got Travis. <laughs> bring it to me. I mean, you got Travis Kelsey. He scored one touchdown and had you know 136 yards in that game. I mean, I'm a little disappointed because I, I wanted to break, you know, break Kittle's record, and all he needed was 66 yards. But he's like, I'm better than 66 yards. I'm getting 136 yards, and so now he only needs 127 more yards and three games to do it in. So I mean, I, how can he not break it? I mean, uh, I have a way. I, I have a way that he can't break it, and the way is is that if we clinch the one seed this week. Because if Pittsburgh and Buffalo both lose and we beat the Saints this week, we clinch the one seed, do we have a reason to play our starters the next two weeks? 
Oh, that's how I see it. That's, that's, that's the way I see it. I, I'm not saying it is. Andy Reid would probably play his orders, but that's the only way I see him not getting it. You know, I, I don't know if you heard that thump. I started knocking on my, you know, on my wood table right here, thinking like you were going to say, <laughs> I thought you were going to say the only way that it will not happen if it was due to injury. And I'm like, I'm knocking hard. My, my fist hurts, you know? So it's like, I'm like, but I did not see like what you did. <laughs> that was wrong. I saw you beat that one. <laughs> So yeah, I didn't I didn't know all that. I'm glad you had that information, but I'm just saying like honestly, I feel like he's going to get it next game. Like he's going to get 100 uh hopefully. We'll get to that. But I think, you know, there's another thing he could break too, which you brought up is um DJ Metcalf, you know, right now Kelsey is leading the NFL for most re- reception yards, I guess. That's how proper how you say it, I don't know. I mean, Kelsey has like it's good. You know, twelve hundred and fifty, and DJ DJ or DK Metcalf has a hundred. Or what's me, <clears throat> Clear my throat. Calm down. Has one thousand one hundred eighty. So right now he's dom- or, you know, winning against Metcalf, and if he keeps up the same path, he might be the first you know, tight end to ever you know get this you know lead rush or lead receiver. Yeah, I I think I think it's really possible it's definitely in reach because of <clears throat> because of the chief schedule and if and if they are still battling to get that one seed they're going to go out the rest of the season and play play to their you know the best they can uh the only way i see that happening is if some if if pittsburgh and buffalo were to fall off and we were to handle business against the saints which this is this isn't an easy task it's the saints you know the saints the saints put up a lot of points too it could definitely be a shootout we could see we could see Ke- kelsey breaking kittle's record this week uh, I, I think it's very, you know, very possible this week. Um, but but if, if Pittsburgh keeps winning and Buffalo keeps winning, we still have something to play for. So we're still going to bring our offense. And, uh, you know, I think I think that's good for stats. Personally, I'd like to just be done with it. Part of me gets a little worried that if we do clinch this early and they rest the starters, how does that suit us for the playoffs? Um but ultimately, you want the one seed. That's the, that's the end goal in the regular season is to get the one seed, and then you handle everything else later. Exactly what you said. You know, the only only thing that I can add on to that is, like, I have a feeling it's going to come down to the wire. Like, we're going to have to win out because I don't know if, like, I think with this loss from, you know, from Pittsburgh, you know, from Buffalo Bills beating Pittsburgh, I think that's going to put a fire in their butt and they're going to play out for the rest of the year because they know that they're not the number one seed anymore. So they're going to play, you know, to win. So the only thing we have to do is continue to win and dominate and maybe try to blow out a team so I don't, you know, have to worry the whole time. It'll, it'll look good if they do it against the Saints. Um, but, you know, this this win, it, it, it was a rough one, but it did give us our fifth straight division title. And, you know, we've – We've done it, you know, five years in a row. Uh, we've we've been the just the darling of the AAC West, you know, for 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 five straight seasons. There's nobody that's come close. I think, you know, I think it just it says a lot about what Andy Reid's done. What what you know, even before Patrick Mahomes, uh, just what Clark Hunt and Brett Veach have done to build this organization to to get 
to this point five straight times. I don't think it's ever been done in franchise history that we've won the division five straight years. And and you got to think about the teams that used to do it. It was like, you know, we had we had the Derek Thomas years. We had the the Joe Montana Joe Montana with Derek Thomas and, and Marcus Allen and all those guys. Then we had the Trent Green, Priest Holmes, Tony Gonzalez years. You know, those the those offenses and stuff, the the Dick Vermeil era where we only won the division once under Dick Vermeil, and that was supposed to be the most explosive offense ever. And and so for Andy Reid to come in this is his second stint as a coach, you know, and you know, he had, he had the long 14 years of Philadelphia and I would have never thought that he'd have a better career in Kansas city than he did in Philadelphia. But, you know, obviously there's a Super Bowl, so that, that, that helps, <laughs> but, but just his, his, his consistency each year to get there is, uh, is, is remarkable. And our show today, we're going to take it to where it kind of started that 2016 season, uh, you know, they, <clears throat> you know, the, that's where, that's where they got their first division win. And, you know, we had, uh, there was, there was a little bit of uncertainty. I'm, I'm actually going to start off a couple years before that and how this kind of fold, how this all kind of came together. The 2014 season, they missed the playoffs. They, they, you know, Andy Reid came in 13. He took, he went 11 and five, reshaped the whole franchise. Everything was was on the upswing. You went from 2-14 and 14 to 11-5 and five and went to the playoffs. You couldn't ask for that. But it kind of set the standard that they didn't meet the next year. And in 2014, they went 9-7, and seven, missed the playoffs. They were the eighth team in the conference. So, so, like, they didn't just miss the playoffs. They weren't even the next best. So it was... It was it was kind of a down year. It was also the 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 year Eric Berry came down with cancer, so it was just kind of kind of bad for the whole organization there for yeah. a while. So then, so then they moved into 2015, and you've got you you drafted Marcus Peters, which to me was a great draft pick. I know he's no longer with the team, and he's, you know, <laughs> you know there 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 are some there there is a love hate thing with Marcus Peters. So I had to say something, you know, like you. After we drafted Marcus Peters, like you were swearing up and down that you were going to buy a Marcus Peters jersey. Did you ever buy one? No, I didn't. <laughs> I, I don't have I don't have twenty two Peters on my back. <laughs> <laughs> that, I'm sorry, I, I I did not know where this was going, but when I heard his name, I had to ask. So go ahead, continue because you're you're bringing no, us. I wanted the jersey. I, 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 I am glad we didn't get it because we. I was, I was a little shocked they got rid of him. You know, the, but you know, Marcus Peters is a whole other story, a uh, whole other podcast. Say what you want about him. He was a good draft pick. <clears throat> he made plays. He made plays that helped start this run with the Chiefs. And you know, they brought in Jerry Macklin. The reason, the reason Jerry Macklin was big bringing in is the 2014 season. No receiver for the Chiefs caught a touchdown. Dwayne, and Dwayne Bowe was on that team, and no receiver caught a touchdown the entire season. So they bring in Jeremy Macklin, and to, yeah, to to boost this to boost this offense. But the weird thing was is that they went they went one and five in in that to start that season. It was a kind of a rough one. We had a good game against the Texans, uh, and then you know the Denver, remember the week two Denver game where Jamal had the fumble. And, and we kind of, we, you know, we had the lead and we kind of pissed it away and, you know, it was, uh, they scored on the last play of the play of the game to win it <clears throat> or the last, that fumble recovery is what won it for them. And, 
you know, so, so, and then, and then he ends up getting hurt at the end of this one and five stint. And you're thinking you missed the playoffs the year before you went one and five in, in the first six weeks of the 2015 season, you lost your, your, your offense and Jamal Charles, where, where does this leave Andy Reed? And to me, it was kind of this, this where I think Andy Reed deserved to get more of a leash, but if this was Todd Haley, it would have been done. <laughs> and we, we would have, we would have probably ended it and we would have scrapped everything, but they gave, they gave Andy Reed the leash. And I know there were fans out there that were calling for Andy Reed's head. Cause we thought we were going through the same route that we went through with Todd Haley. And, you know, fortunately for the Chiefs, they rattled off 10 straight. Now, in that 10, 10 straight wins, I will say, I think that we benefited from kind of a, a cush schedule. Uh, you know, the next, after after that fifth loss, week week seven, they played Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh didn't have Ben Roethlisberger. So we played, played Pittsburgh with their backup quarterback at home. Who won that one? Then we played a bad Detroit team and blew them out. Then we had the bye. So, so you you know, Andy Reid after a bye, it's, you know, he's great. Uh, well, we went to a win easily. A win easily after the bye. Absolutely. And that's <laughs> and that's what they did. They, they That was the game where they picked off Peyton Manning four times. Yeah! And, <laughs> and, then, and then the rest of the way is two games against the Chargers, two games against the Raiders. They were both bad teams that year. Uh, a Tyrod Taylor Buffalo Bills team, they were bad. Uh, a Baltimore team that ended the season at five and eleven, and they didn't have they had Jimmy Clausen playing in that game, and then a Johnny Manziel led Cleveland Browns team. So they went ten and ten. They won ten straight. Well, they should have won ten straight. They were all playing all bad teams, and then they get the five seed in the playoffs, and they go to Houston. So hey, I got a, you know a fun fact for you because like you know you said that they went one and five you know, in the beginning of the season. So this is, you know, I'm going to read this off to you. They're the first team since 1970, you know, Cle- or the Bengals, they started out a one and five. Chiefs are the second team to do it and make it to the playoffs. The win is 10 straight in a row. The Bengals did it in 1970 and Chiefs did it this year. It's kind of, kind of crazy cool to think about it. It's like, right. we started out crappy and I was like, uh-oh. And I, and I remember the season, I was like, I'm like, okay, here we go again. This is going to be a bad one. And then when we just started winning and kept winning and kept winning, I'm like, we're in the playoffs. So go ahead and continue with your story. You're doing great. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're, you're right, though. That's the same thought I had is that when they're sitting there at one and five, you immediately think this is a lost season. And now you're thinking, we're going to miss the playoffs again. It's two years in a row. Andy Reid was supposed to, we thought he had turned this franchise around and it turns out he really hadn't. And that's what some fans were already calling for it. And, and that's why this 10, 10 games, however they won them, whether, you know, it was luck or they got kind of handed an easy, an easy hand, uh, they won them and they went to the playoffs and then they won a playoff game. It, the first one they'd won in 22 years. But it was against the Houston Texans, the four seed. They only won the division that year because they were in a crap division, and they won. They were nine and seven, and we beat them thirty to nothing. So I think every win after that one and five start was just kind of just because it was an easy, easy win. Backup quarterbacks, bad teams, 
and then a playoff win against a team that had no business being in the playoffs. But it it obviously looked like it made it look feel like that once again Andy Reid had turned it around. And now we're going on to 2016. There's high expectations. Uh, you know we <clears throat> we go uh, we go out and we draft Tyreek Hill and Chris Jones. But the weird thing about that draft is is that we almost took Paxton Lynch, and Denver traded up to get us. If we'd have taken Paxton Lynch in that draft, uh, we wouldn't have got Chris Jones because we don't trade back to get him. We probably don't have an extra pick to take a at the time a chance on Tyreek Hill because that was a risky pick. They got a lot of backlash for taking that pick. They probably don't have enough picks to make that choice, so you don't get Tyreek Hill. And then what's worse is you've already drafted your quarterback for the future, so guess who you don't get next year? You don't get Patrick Mahomes. And so, to me, Denver did us the biggest favor ever by trading up ahead of us to get Paxton Lynch, <laughs> or it could have it could have derailed this entire five-year stretch. You know, it's really funny what you just said, that you know Denver did us a favor in 2016. It's like the whole, the whole season, 2016, Denver did us a favor. And I'm going to get to that yeah. point. Like when I first started doing research, when you came up with this idea of starting out when we won the division for the first time in our five-year stint, you know. So like 2016, like there's some cool stuff – or not cool stuff, but a lot of stuff that's actually happened that year that I saw kind of interesting. Like, you know, unfortunately, you know, Buddy Ryan passed away in June 2016 – you know, Tom Brady actually gets sit, or, you know suspended for four games because the year before the Flake Gate cheater, 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 pumpkin eater. <laughs> but you know, it's like, and you know, my my, you know, my homeboy. If he was a little bit older, this guy could actually really be my dad. Jared Allen retires this year, and it's like his mullet game was so good, and I missed him as a chief. And you know, he retires this year. And and it also things that happened in 2016 before the season started, the NFL actually made a new rule saying that um, on an extra point, if you get blocked or, you know, if they go for two and then, you know, the defense gets a fumble or an interception and runs it back, they get the points. Where it used to be where if you block it or uh, intercept the extra or two-point conversion, it was that was the end of the, you know, try. So, I mean, a lot of cool stuff has actually happened in 2016. And, like, I was – my mind was blown. Like, you know, this is the year Chiefs won the first AFC title since 2010. 2010 was huge for me. I went out and bought – I thought we won the Super Bowl when we won the division. I bought shirts. I bought stickers. I bought a pendant. You know, it was just – it was crazy. I had a Matt Castle jersey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good old Matt Castle. But also in 2016, I'm going back to this, not Matt Castle, because I can talk on and on about him. But, you know, <laughs> this is the first year for a first-round bye since 2003. You know, so, like, this whole season to me, like, I completely forgot about it since now that we have, you know, Mahomes and what we have now. Like, this season, even though we didn't win the Super Bowl this season, it's like, this is crazy. But we started the season, you know, against the Chargers, and we won, you know, easy – or actually, uh, we actually came back and won this game. When I was watching this game, I was thinking, like, you know what? We might actually lose against this game because, like, I had no idea. But we didn't come back losing. Then we lost to Texans. I'm like, you know, 12 to 19. 
we only scored field goals and only held them to one touchdown, but like we have to score touchdowns. I was thinking back then. Week three, we went over the Jets 24 to 3, and then we lost against the Steelers 43 to 14. And the 14 points, if I if I remember right, we didn't score until the fourth quarter, and it was like junk, it was junk time scores. And I was like, we got blown out by the Steelers 43 to 14. And remember those numbers too, because if you if you keep listening, then we're gonna get back to these numbers. 43 to 14, Sean. <laughs> but I'm, I'm on it. No, I mean, we had we had an early buy. I think it was week five. You know, we had an early buy, which was good at this moment. Um, we went after the buy. We went five straight wins over the Raiders, Saints, Colts, Jaguars, and Panthers. So going into week week eleven, we're seven and two, but we lose to the Buccaneers seventeen to nineteen, and unfortunately. I was at this game, and we went up there, me and my wife and two friends of ours, um, Aaron and Emily, and they're huge Buck fans, and we travel up there together. We tailgated. We had a good time. I kind of got, got my boy Aaron's back, you know, when people were giving him slack, you know, giving him crap about being a Bucks fan. And I was like, you know what? Hey, he's all right. You know, we're going to win this game. On the way home, he tried to talk. I said, do not talk to me. Do not speak one word to me. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, at this point, I was like, I don't know where this season is going to go. I remember I was like, I do not know if we're going to do great, go bad, if they're going to get rid of Andy Reid, if we if we have a losing season. I mean, I guess if we can't really have a losing season. We're 8-2. and two. Probably going to win a couple more. But next week, we get a win over the Broncos in overtime, 30-27. to 27. And then we go to week 13, where we're second in the AFC West, Raiders is nine and two, and we're eleven or we're eight and three. And I remember saying we have to win out, and Raiders have to lose this, you know, to win our division. I was like, you know, like we have to win from here on out. We, there's no losing week week thirteen. We cannot lose. So we play the Falcons, and this is the one of the big games. If you listen to a show about Eric Berry's pick two. This played a fact into this game. You know, we won 29 to 28, putting us at 9 to 3. And this, I mean, Eric Berry picks, you know, picks that off on a two point conversion that technically the Falcons didn't have to do. And he does it. He actually scores eight points in that game. He has a pick six, you know, and then a pick two. And if he doesn't score that game, we're not guaranteed to win this game. And this is a very important game. And I, I remember you we were talking about it. We watched this game together. And I remember like, holy crap, what just happened? And so later that day, you know, we were we were rooting for the Buffalo Bills because they were playing the Raiders. And the Buffalo Bills couldn't help us then. I mean, yeah, they helped us last week when they played Pittsburgh and beat them. But how come they couldn't help us then? I don't know. I guess it all works out the way it does. But, you know, they went against, you know, the Buffalo Bills where we go into week 14. And I was thinking, okay, we're playing the Raiders week 14. I go, if we can beat the Raiders, the Raiders are 10-2, and two, we're 9-3. and three. If we can beat the Raiders, we have the tiebreaker. We, we're going to be number one in our division. This is going to be great. We just have to win out. Win out. That's what my words were those, that season. Win out. Win out. 
we end up beating the Raiders 21 to 13. And uh, so we're 10 and 3, they're 10 and 3. We're first in our division, and I was so pumped. Going in the next game, we lost against the Titans. I am so irritated. Like, this is my emotions going through this. You know, 17 to 19, and the Raiders win against the Chargers, putting them back up in the lead, number one seed. They're 11 and 3, we're 10 and 4. And I'm like, this is going to, like, we're. We're going to be the, I think it was the fifth seed. If we keep going this path, we're going to be the fifth seed or the sixth seed. I can't remember which one it was. But week 16, fifth, yeah. So I'm thinking, like, we, I want to be the number two or one to get that first round by. Just try to help us out. But, you know, week 16, we played on Christmas Day, which is actually kind of funny, too, that last week's show we did on Christmas Day. You know, side yeah. note. <laughs> <laughs> and we went over the Broncos 33 to 10. And a side note, my wife's, you know, sister, so my sister-in-law, she's a huge Broncos fan, and I was like, we cannot watch this game together. We cannot watch this game together. <laughs> because you hear stories about people stabbing their siblings or someone that rooted for their team. I will cut. I will cut. Uh I can't say that word. I will I would stab her. If Denver was with it, I would I would puncture her with a knife. Kitchen knife. No, unfortunately, we had a good time because Chiefs were winning, and she's good sport about it. She's like, okay, you guys got this one. But unfortunately, the same thing on week 16, the Raiders beat the Colts, so they're still a game ahead. Then the last week. <clears throat> so about that game, about the Raiders beating the Colts, they, they did. But a big moment in the season for the Chiefs that was very helpful in that game Derek Carr gets sacked after being up like 33 to to 13, I believe, or something like that. Uh, They were were up huge. Derek Carr takes a sack and ends up breaking his leg and is out for the season. (laughs) So so that was kind of a a side note. Yeah, they won. We were wanting the Colts to kind of help us out there because we were able to handle the Broncos. But, you know, Derek, Derek Carr's injury would go on later to play a huge role in the season. Yeah, I'd say I did not actually know that, Sean. That's actually probably the reason why this rest of the season plays out. Because, you know, the last week, you know, we finished strong over the, you know, I say finished strong, but we only won by 10, 37 to 27 against the Chargers. And at the same time this, you know, was going on, or same time I was cheering on the Chiefs, all the Chiefs fans were rooting for the first time in ever, probably for the Broncos to beat the Raiders. And they did 24 to six, putting us at the AFC West first place. We won our division on the last week of, you know, week six or week 17. Like I don't ever remember in my whole life. I mean, I'm sure other people probably remember when the, if they're aged Americans, you can't call them old anymore, but if they're aged Americans and they remember, a fact where the Broncos need a win to help the Chiefs out. I'm sure they rooted for the Broncos. But this is my first time in my history ever going, come on, Broncos, come on, Broncos, beat the Raiders. <laughs> and and so, like, like when they beat the Raiders, I, I believe it, the game was at the same time because we found out. And I remember the players celebrating on the field, like, holy crap, we just have to continue this win. But, like, they only won by 10. So, a huge win. And the Broncos helped us out. 
and we become, you know, the we tied the division, I guess we had twelve and four and the Raiders were twelve and four. But we had the tiebreaker, so we were number one. And that put us the first round by as well. So we went from the fifth seed to the second seed, I believe. I think New England was the first seed that year. Yeah, yeah, they were. They, it was they were fourteen two. Um, you know the the. It was weird because even though Derek Carr had that injury, you're relying on a Denver team that wasn't good. They had Trevor Simeon as their starting quarterback. Uh, Denver Denver lost both times to us. We, I mean, I know we took them to overtime uh, the first game, which that that's a fun that's the the fun game because that was the Doink game where uh, Cairo Santos hits it off the upright and then it bounces to the other upright and then goes in. So, so that was a fun game, but we had to go to overtime with them. But the next time we played the Broncos, we just beat the crap out of them. And you didn't know you didn't know what kind of Bronco team you were going to see in week 17. They weren't going to the playoffs. They were they were pretty down. They were it was it was their hangover after the Super Bowl. Uh, Peyton was gone, which that's another reason why we were able to, you know, the season was effective for us is that Peyton Manning retired. You know, he was our kind of our kryptonite there for, for several yeah. years in Denver. But but then they were the ones to, to pull off a convincing win. I don't think they, they – I don't think they get that win ever if Derek Carr is playing. You know, Matt McGloin was their, was their backup. He's not a very good quarterback. Uh, he wasn't able to generate any offense. They only had six points. Uh, he didn't generate any offense in the in the win against the Colts when he had to come in. They they had uh, they had thirty three points. I don't have the actual score, but they already they didn't score any more points in that game, and the Colts almost came back. <laughs> so, to me, it's that that was a huge moment for the Chiefs um, in that week seventeen. You know, the, you know we only won by ten against the Chargers, but we had that game pretty much in hand, and so. To me, it just it, it was weird, just like the 15 season, like I just talked about, where everything kind of fell into place. We're playing backup quarterbacks, and we're and we're you know playing crap teams, and we end up getting getting the fifth seed, but it gives us the worst team in the playoffs to play against. It, it all kind of fell into place in 16 at the end of the season, so we could go ahead and get that two seed. Yeah, I was gonna say, you know, it was kind of weird. Like week seventeen, we're playing Chargers, we're division rivals, and then the Raiders are playing Denver. We're all divisions playing. It was like it was fate. Like you know, you said that Denver has nothing to play for, really. But how many times have you seen like where Chiefs had a spot in the playoffs or something, and they lose to a division team where it bumped them out of the playoffs? You know, it's like we were close to being there, but the fact that that. This team here that was, you know, two and fourteen decides to beat us and bumps us down, and we're out of the playoffs. The people, I, I swear, I see it I'm not even just on our division, but I swear, just like just in that the last game is so important. Like a lot of people bench their starters and all that, but you know, when you're playing for something, they're like, "Hey, what's this go? What's this go run these people's seasons too? You know, let's just try to get them out of the playoffs. You know, we're out of the playoffs. We have nothing to lose." Might as well. Don't care. But it's kind of funny to me that the AFC West and Week 17 were facing each other, and we all kind of had to work together. Like, it was like tag team wrestling match. You know, I wish I knew some wrestling names. I would be like, you know, Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant on team and this person on the team. But, no, like, Chiefs and Denver were partners, and 
Raiders and Chargers were the bad people. Yeah, it, it, you know, like you said, you don't want to ever it's, – it's always weird to have to root for the Broncos. <laughs> or even worse, if it was the other way around, we had to root for the Raiders. You even choked I up saying that. You just choked up saying that. Like, well, <laughs> it's it's so, so, so hard to root for the Broncos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. It is a tough deal, and and but they they came through. I don't know if it's so much the Broncos came through, or the fact that the Raiders just didn't have a quality backup in there. Either way, we were grateful for it. It was nice to see them go on to 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 get the two seed. Um, but once again, it kind of now you've gone from an eleven and five wild card berth to now a division championship in the two seed. Andy Reid was taking this taking these next steps, regardless of how we got there. A lot of it was luck, you know, especially in those Alex Smith years. Uh, but it took us, it took them to that, you know, that next level each time. And so, you know, and, and, and you know, you know how the playoffs went. Yeah. If you wanted to, I was going to talk about the playoffs, you know, a little bit, because I, I, earlier I said, you know, remember, you know, the fact that we lost the Steelers 43 to 14 and, who do we play after our first round by in the AFC division playoff is the Steelers. And we actually lose this game 18 to 16. And we held the Steelers to six field goals, which, you know, the first time we played 43 to 14, they, they kicked our, they kicked our butts. And so we just hold them for field goals, six field goals. And, the bad thing is about it is, and I remember I was so mad, and like, I I still don't know how I feel about this human being, and you know, right now because we drafted first round overall Eric Fisher, and you know we had a chance to tie it up. Spencer Ware rushes for a one yard touchdown to make it this, you know, or we rush or Spencer Ware rushes the touchdown and to make it you know eighteen to sixteen. We try to go for two. And Harris catches the ball in the back of the end zone and converts a two-point conversion, but there's a freaking flag. Uh, of course there is. There's the Chiefs, I know. <laughs> a freaking flag. And like, you know, Harris is not the our go-to, you know, tight end. He was it was an awesome play. Uh, you know, Smith throws an awesome ball right to him only he can catches it it was great i was jumping up and down like crap we just tied the game this, we're go- you know this is great but eric fisher has a hold and i don't blame eric fisher for this i really don't because i see this all the time even you know especially when justin houston was rushing on the outside and tom ollie was rushing on the outside they all had justin houston and tom ollie in a chokehold and that's what Eric Fisher, like when I watch this play, and you might view this different to me or differently, but I, I, what I saw is Eric Fisher had him block. The guy starts falling down. Eric Fisher's arm, his left arm is up by his neck. Looks like he's like about to give him a chokehold and goes down with him. And so they call a flag on that. Bull crap. And I think Travis Kelsey got fined by the NFL by calling them out saying that was not a freaking hold. Might have said some other words. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm. I don't really argue that. I think. I, I think it was James Harrison's momentum that kind of took him to the ground. Yeah, yeah. Fisher had his hands on him, but it was. It was you know typical 
typical offensive line play. He wasn't he wasn't reached around his back or anything like that. It just when he went down, when James Harrison went down because he was taking too sharp for an angle and he was falling to the ground, Fisher went with him. And it made the refs think that he tackled him. There was no way. I think I think holding such a it's such a shit thing because you've got there's holding on every play. <laughs> Most of it's questionable, and it's always it's always a sub uh, a, a subjective call, and and you can't ever, you'll never be able to challenge it because because it's 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 just kind of kind of an opinion based the ref's opinion. Well, I thought you were holding, and then you if you were to look back at the tape, you, they could point to things that make them think that was holding, and you could point to things that say that's not holding, that's more technique, and and it's a it's you know when you get that flag, it's just to me. My thing is, yes, call that when you see it, and and there shouldn't be there shouldn't be any argument to get that call. Don't call it at that point in the game, because you know it's a subjective call. You know it's he didn't he didn't flat out tackle him. You know it was quite it was it was kind of ticky tack. Let them play that thing out at that at that moment. You don't want the game decided on a very ticky tack holding call when these guys have battled for 60 minutes and, 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 and to me, why would you do that? You, you know, the, I think CBS had the game. CBS would have gotten an overtime. They would have gotten another 15 minutes of playoff football on their televisions and the refs pissed it away. <laughs> you know, you're, you're right. It, it, they should not have called it. I mean, it, it was a weak call. And I'm disappointed in it. And the, you know, unfortunately, we take that, you know, the penalty. We go back, and we still have to go for two because we're down by two. We have to try to tie the game up. And this is where we felt Smith to Malcolm. It was an incomplete pass, and that's when I realized I don't really care for Eric Fisher or Malcolm or Smith for failing me in this moment. Actually, I'm kidding. I like y'all. I'm a little iffy on Eric Fisher, but, you know, I'm still battling that internal battle. But we did not convert two-point conversion, and Stillers just milled it out the clock, you know, ran out the clock, just, and that was it. And we lose again in the playoffs and can't make it to the big show, which now I look back now, I've had many times we lost. And with, you know, winning the Super Bowl last year, I, I, I keep asking myself these questions like, would I change this at all? And I, I had to tell myself no, because we did we did experience, you know, heartbreak, the joy, you know, getting up there, getting our hopes up and then crushing down and then actually making it to the big show, shedding tears and then winning it, shedding even more tears. And it's like, I don't think it would be as special as it was like where we would, like, I cried when we made it to the Super Bowl. And I don't think it's been as special if I've seen it happen before. Because last year when we made it to the Super Bowl, it was the one of the greatest moments of my life. It's actually, you know, it goes Chiefs winning the Super Bowl or making it to the Super Bowl, Chiefs winning the Super Bowl, and then me and my wife. Those are the greatest moments of my life. <laughs> Uh, mine too. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I think. Well, you know, I've. 
I was going to say, babe, if you're listening to this, a, I'm sorry. No, I'm kidding. JK, LOL. L-L-M-A-L-F-O. He's not kidding. He's got his fingers yeah. crossed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, no, I, uh, I, I, I guess I got a question for you because you talk about regrets and stuff. So, so let's say the Chiefs win that game against Pittsburgh. Let's say they show enough offense to beat a team. Because here's the deal. Pittsburgh didn't score a single touchdown. They scored six field goals <laughs> and beat us, which proved that we didn't have the have a, a playoff caliber offense. That's what it proved to me, and I think it proved it to the organization. If they go out there and they beat Pittsburgh and they put up the right kind of offense to do it, do you think in the offseason they trade up 17 spots to get Patrick Mahomes? Honestly, if we did do that, like what you just said, no, I think they would stick with Smith and say, hey, this is – the Chiefs quarterback. This is, you know, they probably put a franchise tag on him, which nothing against Smith. I mean, like I, I'm a huge fan of him. Like I would, I love the fact what he did for like with Patrick Mahomes and worked with them and said, Hey, here's what you need to do. And like, I don't think Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes without Alex Smith, you know, to a stint, you know, like I, I, I feel like he was Patrick Mahomes is a better quarterback, but, he has a lot of Alex. He has a whole. I should, shouldn't say a lot. A whole year. But what you just said, um, I, I don't regret losing to Steelers because we got Patrick Mahomes. That's a good question, and I hope I answered it right, right or good. Oh my gosh! No, that's 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 how that's how I look at it too. I think I think if you know the the thing about Alex Smith is they had this thought in their mind that he was going to do well in the regular season. He was going to do enough to to get you to that point, but when you played the real playoff competition, he wasn't enough. It sucks. I love Alex Smith too. I think Alex was a great guy, and what he's done this season is remarkable. And and now he's he's actually injured again, so hopefully he can come back. You know, he's already locked up the comeback player of the year just from what he went through. He but should. to me, it just it. It, it to me, it's just kind of it, it sucks because he wasn't. You know, he was never that guy. He was never going to be the guy that get us to where Patrick Mahomes got us. Um, and, you know, that's a, I think a little bit of that's a conversation for another day. But but I think that loss to Pittsburgh cemented the fact that we needed to get our own homegrown franchise quarterback. And thank God it wasn't Patrick Paxton Lynch. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. Because after this, you know, I mean, we won 2016, our division, 17, 18, 19, and we just clinched our division we have one, two, three, four, five. I had a count. I'm sorry. I had a count. It's, yeah. it's more for the dramatic. <laughs> we almost need two hands for it. But almost need two we hands. have five <laughs> division titles in a row. And unfortunately, right now, we're tied with Raiders in our, you know, the AFC West. They have five in a row as well. So next year, Chiefs, you need to win for the sixth time to beat that record because it, I, it's unbelievable. Like, I remember how I felt 2010, and then 2016 when we won. I remember how I felt. I'm like, holy crap, this is great. And then 17 happened. I'm like, okay, cool. 18 happened. I'm like, sweet. 19 happened. I'm like, look at my watch. I'm like, this is an all-day thing. 20 happened. I'm like, hallelujah, this is awesome. It's just like, you know, this is great. So now I have... (sighs) 
I have a random question for you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it is time to stop the show! I thought we weren't doing this this week. It's only one question. It's only one question. Okay. How, yeah. how many times did Kansas City Chief in their whole career from Dallas Texans to Kansas City Chiefs, did they win their division? How many? Uh, 14. That is correct. Holy crap. You win a trophy. Yeah, he's holding up his trophy right now. And it is a big, <laughs> giant trophy. <laughs> I won't say that you gave me the answer on that one. I didn't know. Honestly, you did give me the answer. I didn't know it was 14. That's, that's, uh, that's crazy. I, uh, I, uh, if you think about you it, because I knew, I knew it wasn't, you, you know, they, they did it. I know they did it in 03. They did it in 2010. Uh, you know, and then, and then they did it some in the nineties, but I just, I, I wasn't really sure how many, that's a good, that's a good question. I like <laughs> well, that. the thing is, if you think about it is like, 14 on how many years actually they've been a chief. Like, you know, Patrick Mahomes better win hit the vision for his whole career to make up for everything. I'm just saying. Well, you, you talk about, you talk about that, uh, the, the, you know, the next one will pass the Raiders. I, I have no doubt in my mind. There's, there's not going to be next year. They're going to do it again. Cause Look at the players we have locked down. We have Pat for like a freaking century. <laughs> we've got we've locked down Travis Kelsey. We've locked down Tyreek Hill. I mean, honestly, when we talk about these games and they win and the big plays, who are the three guys that we talk about mostly? Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill. Those guys are locked down. We've got we've got some defensive pieces that are still locked down. We got Chris Jones in the middle. Uh, Frank Clark. These guys are going to be there for a, for several years to come. I think our big contract now is Traverius Ward, and and I think there's some question of whether we want to actually extend that contract or not with Traverius Ward. So to me, the 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 continuity of the personnel is still intact. While other teams are going to be able to say that, especially teams like the Raiders, uh, the Broncos. You know, these are the Broncos are building something. They, they they've got something going with with with. But do you? Th I don't know if I could consider Drew Locke the answer there. I don't think he's ever going to be the answer there. And the Raiders are going to have some financial decisions to make as well. No, you, you're right about Drew Locke. I was actually, you know, it's funny because I was at the draft in Nashville when he got drafted by the Broncos, and we actually got into the room where all like the, the I don't know how to explain it. There's computers everywhere, and there's team tables everywhere. And I don't know, they're not coaches, they're not the owners, they're like, I, I want to call them the smarter people. That's what I, I was talking to, the Chiefs guy, who let me hold the Chiefs helmet, and, those, and he gave, actually gave me a draft hat from last, you know, from last year. But I was talking to him, I was like, I feel like they're like the main decision makers for the draft. And so like when I was looking at Drew Locke, and he was always talking, he talked about like, oh, I'm from Missouri, I'm a Kansas boy. You know, but obviously Kansas City is not going to need a quarterback anytime soon. He made that joke. I was actually standing by the Broncos table when he got drafted, you know, and he's like, oh, I'm so excited to go play for the Broncos, blah, blah, blah. You know, this is going to be great. I just yelled out, liar, and I started doing the tomahawk chop. And then those Broncos people looked at me like 
I was the biggest piece of, you know, doo-doo. <laughs> and I, but I had to because, like, you know, he's a Kansas area. He's a Missouri boy. He's never left Missouri. And so, like, I look at his, but I look at his skills and everything else. I do not think he's the talent like a Patrick Mahomes, you know, Tom Brady, you know, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, um, Aaron Rodgers. I don't see that. I can see him being kind of on the lines of, you know, Derek Carr a little bit, or, you know, I don't, I don't know how else to say Russell Wilson's not what I was going to say, but I was, you know, I can see him being more kind of like mediocre, like a B quarterback and not like, I think he's, yeah. he's not going to be the answer to Denver. I think he's like a Matt Ryan, you know, and, and, and the, the, you know, there's going to come a time where they think that he's, whether he's the answer or not. And I don't think, I, I think eventually they're going to have to, they're going to have to decide to move forward. And, and, you know, I mean, it's early, he's still young. Maybe, he, maybe he gets, you know, he's got a good, he's got a good, a couple good receivers there with like Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton. Sutton. Uh, he's got some options there. Maybe he can start making it work. You know, they got the running game too, but but God, he just he just doesn't look the part right now to me. You know, you said Matt Ryan. I was trying to think of the Atlanta quarterback's name, and Russell Wilson came to my mind. Like, what the heck? He plays for Seattle. Like, not not Russell Wilson. I hope he doesn't turn to Russell no. Wilson. That's, that's a good yeah, quarterback. No, he is. I was trying to think of Matt Ryan. You know, it's like I can see him being kind of like uh, you know Wentz or whatever from Philadelphia, something like that. Right, but yeah. oh well. God, he's really falling off. Oh my gosh! God. He was supposed to be—he was supposed to be the man. Everyone had him in like their MVP list or whatever. Why, why would you crap. get rid of Nick Foles, Philadelphia, after winning the Super Bowl? <laughs> Saint Nick could have, like, I would be fearful of Philadelphia if Saint Nick was on their team still. <laughs> That's the only place he can play is Philadelphia. Everywhere else he goes, he's yeah. lost. <laughs> when he plays in Philadelphia, he's pretty yeah. <laughs> But no, I mean, you know, moving on to next week, we got the Saints. And like, if you look at that, I mean, like I printed out, you know, this chart. I don't even know what this chart means. So you're going to have to explain it to me if I screw up. But, you know, Chiefs are first in yards right now. Saints are 23. You know, total tackles, you know, we're 24 and they're 32. Um Honestly, I don't know what's going to happen this game because you just you just dropped the ball before we start recording that Drew Brees might play. Yeah, uh, take the <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice, nice audio drop there. Uh, take your take your pick your sheet up that has the stats on it. Yeah, pick them up. Now wad them up <laughs> and throw them away. I can't. I can't. Use a better one. So the the reason that we're getting rid of the stats is because the Chiefs have three offensive linemen that didn't practice today. Um, there, there's there's multiple reasons. One because of that, obviously. I don't want I don't want Mahomes in this game if we don't have our two we don't, we're three left ta- three tackles. The two starters and the guy that was replacing one of the starters did not practice today, all because of back injuries. Back injury is the worst thing for an offensive lineman. It, it ends careers, and they didn't practice. Um, you know, we had Damian Wilson on the defensive side didn't practice today. Uh, you know, plethora of injuries for the Chiefs. Uh, they're getting Drew Brees back. I don't care how if he's eighty percent, sixty percent. Drew Brees is a damn good quarterback, and 
And if if you're playing an injury depleted team, he's going to find a way to get his. Um, uh, to me, this game this game is a lot like the Seattle game in 2018, where it's like it didn't really matter what happened because you had to win you had to win the later games. You know, to begin with, the, the Chargers game at the end of the season is the most important game left because you have to win that to keep the one seed. Now, now, granted, you can win this game and get the one seed if Pittsburgh falls off and Buffalo falls off, but really that AFC op- uh, you know, opponent there at the end, the Chargers, is the one that really matters. So to me, I'm not looking at this game as one that I'm expecting us to win. Um, I know that's hard to say when you're a 12-1 ball club, but to me, there's just a lot stacked up against them. It's Drew Brees' game back. You've got you've got this explosive offense under Drew Brees. Uh, they were pretty explosive under Taysom Hill, and and you've got so many injuries. And the last thing I want is, you know, Pat to, Patrick to go out there and get hurt because he doesn't have the blocking. So to me, I would, you know, I'm I'm expecting van- also. Also, I'm expecting the offense to be very vanilla because Andy Reid may have it in the back of his mind that this is a Super Bowl matchup. And he probably doesn't want to let him see a lot of stuff. So I'm, I'm, I'm really thinking this is going to end up a lot like the 2018 Seattle game. We lost that game. I don't, I don't have a lot of hope for this game. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> Like you just drops dropping yeah, bombs. Like, like you know, I I go to work. I don't want to. I don't want to attack you. But I, you know, I go to work and I <laughs> I haven't been off with COVID to do a lot of research about this game, like you. And so now that you drop these bombs <laughs> on me, my mind is freakingly blown. <laughs> like the fact that I did not know that and I'm like holy crap hopefully we can pull off a win but what you just dropped on me I I feel exactly the emotions coming from you it's like I have no like I'm speechless like my predictions I, I I'm nervous about this game I don't, I don't think it's going to end but I'm, I did write down predictions and and I did read before and I, I don't really 100% agree with it, but like if someone said this is going to be the Super Bowl like pregame, like it's these are going to be the Super Bowl, you know, people in the Super Bowl, whatever you just said. I actually read that too, and I'm like, oh, okay, I, actually, I could see that, but I, I don't know if I 100% agree with that. But I, I didn't know that Drew Brees was actually coming back, I didn't know that we were missing, you know office and line people, which is horrible, but man, that's crazy. Like my mind is freaking blown and I just want to punch you in the ears. If, if we were in the same room, I'd punch you in your face just for fun. <laughs> now I'm, now I'm promoting violence. Yeah, there it is. Um, no, I, I don't think it's, it hasn't been confirmed that Drew Brees is actually playing. He just, he got removed off the IR today. I don't, I don't think there's any doubt that he's going to, he's going to play, I think. Um, But to me, I mean, I'll I'll go ahead and throw it out there. Uh, 33, 23 saints. I think it's a 10 point game. And I think, I don't think the, I don't think the chiefs hang with them. I don't think, let me, let me put it this way because I don't want, I don't, you know, 
I'll go ahead. I'll go ahead and release them at Sean Dixon fifty eight. At Chad Goforth one, if you want to hit him up. Uh, don't but, throw me. But, don't do not do not throw me on your prediction. Thirty three to twenty three Saints. So let me. You're let me smoking because something. I mean, what the hell? Go ahead. But I think I think it's okay. I think it's okay with Andy Reid. I think he. I think maybe. I'm not saying that he's going to go out there and tank this game. I don't think he's going to do it on purpose. But I don't think he's going to give you everything to look at. I think he understands that his quarterback, the face of the franchise, the face of the next 12 years of the Kansas City Chiefs, is has a tough road ahead of him today. Just keeping himself safe. So to me, I think maybe he might look at this and say. Let's live to play another one. We still have a sh- we'll still have a shot at the one seed. We'll still we'll still be in the lead with the, for the one seed because we're going to lose to an NFC opponent. And then you've got the Falcons and the Chargers next, which you got to think that you're you 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 give your line a time to rest up. Those are two inferior teams. You should be able to beat them. Maybe maybe play a little vanilla this week. Make sure everyone leaves healthy and keep keep all your goals intact. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. So here, okay, you just said if we lose this game, we're going to still be number one seed. What is Stiller's record right now? They're one back, but we have the tiebreaker. They're they're. I didn't hear the record though. Like we're we're they're twelve eleven and two. So we're they're eleven and two. We are what? And we're twelve. We're twelve, we're 12 and, one. and one. So if if we lose, we go to twelve and two. To an and then if they win, it'd be twelve and two. And so okay, that's how we get the tiebreaker. Okay. Right. And because and because they lost to Buffalo. Yeah. No, I, no I, because it's an NFC team. It, it's it's the exact same thing as 2018 against the Seahawks. That game meant nothing to us losing that game. We went on and played. I think the Chargers the next week and won. Yeah. No, the Raiders. I'm sorry, sorry the Raiders. Yeah, the, Raiders. the Raiders the next week and won. And we got the one seed that year too. This is playing out exactly like 2018 is, and I think maybe Andy sees it. I could be way off. Maybe you know Chiefs go out there 40, 40 to ten, and I'll I'll. You know, I am my own fist. I, I, <laughs> I am so confused right now. Like I like you just said, 2018 season. Do you mean 2016? Yeah. I don't, Chiefs in Seattle. Whatever. I, I, I don't care. You, you know, here, here's the thing. I have two. I have two things written down right here. It's going to be either 34 to 14 Kansas City, 34 to 14, and this is just the fact that you know I'm I'm debating on you know saying you know Drew Brees is out. I'm, that's that's what that score is for. If Drew Brees plays. It's going to be 34 to 30. We're going to score 34 points, and they're going to score 30 if Drew Brees plays because Saints did lose last week, and they want to show, say, hey, let's get this going. We got to go and show what we're made of. So you can eat my cooter because Chiefs are going to win this game, and I'm going to tell you (laughs) – I'm going to tell you right now that Chiefs are going to win this game and it's going to be, we're going to score 34 points and I I don't care. Like, (laughs) 
I needed a beat button for that one. <laughs> What's that? I tell you what, honest to God, I needed a I needed a beat button for that one. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I mean, that's what you should have said. <laughs> I, I'm a little irritated that no, you I think, think Saints uh, are going to win. So yeah, you got Pat, yum yum yum. Uh, Eat it up. Fine, it's fine. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, I think I. I don't think. Listen, I'll tell you what. The, I'll tell you this though. If if Taysom Hill, um, if Taysom Hill, uh, you know, actually does play, I think it's going to. Uh, I think it's. I think it'll actually be a lower scoring game if Taysom Hill does play. Because I think Taysom Hill will control the clock a little better. It won't be. It won't be because I think I think Drew Brees has the potential to score quick. I just don't know how you're going to give Patrick Mahomes the time to to match him if you don't have your offensive line. Now, tell you what, if if Fisher comes back fine, uh, Mike Rimmers comes back fine. Uh, I doubt Mitchell Schwartz is there. Mitchell Schwartz was, I think, I think he went to IR, so I think I think they're still they have to bring him back officially to make it count. But to me, I mean, I think there's a lot more at stake than winning this game. And, and, you know, ask me if would I rather lose this game and live on to try to still get the one seed or would I rather see my franchise quarterback get hurt? <laughs> I, I, I'm okay with losing this game. No, no you know? I, I, give, I get your theory about it. I, I, I do, but I just feel like we're, we're going to be fine. I really do. I feel like we're going to be fine. And, you know, you're, you're Sean Dixon at um, – or you're at Sean Dixon – 47, 48, 40, 50. Oh, you're at Sean Dixon, 58. 58. 58. You're at Sean Dixon, 58 on Twitter. Hit him up, light him up. His mother's name's Sue. You know, attack him any way you want. Yeah, you leave Sue alone. And, you know, I'm Chad. I'm Chad. <laughs> Go forth one because I'm number one. In your hearts and number one in your podcasts. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> it's sketchy. Uh, no, yeah, I mean that's that that'll uh, that'll do it for us today. Uh, you know, we uh, there at the end, man, is a little bit of back and forth. I like it. I think I, I still hold to my guns. I think me and Chad do a pick them every week. I'm gonna pick the Saints. <laughs> I I feel pretty strongly about it. I think this is a game we lose. I think it's a game we're okay with losing. Um, but I'll tell you what, I'm okay if I'm wrong. That, please let me be wrong about that because, uh, you know, a, a Chiefs win and to be able to walk out with the one seed would be great. Uh, you know, do it as soon as possible, but it's just, it's going to be a tough road. So, uh, this has been another edition of the Kingdom Rewind for Sean Dixon and Chad Goforth. Uh, Chiefs fans, have a good one. Take it easy. To the Chiefs Kingdom, you guys are world champions once again. Woo! Thank you for listening to this episode of the Arrowhead Live Podcast Network. Go Chiefs!